One of the reasons that it's so expensive to own in Malibu and along the coast of California is because it's, it's highly restrictive. So anywhere that's highly restrictive is going to be more valuable. The home values skyrocket anywhere that's restricted to build. This is the naked truth about real estate investing. Your host, Javier, has already been through all the brain damage of this business, so you don't have to go through it. That way, you're not exposed to all of the risk of losing your shirt or getting caught with your pants down. So let's dive into another no BS episode right now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show, The Naked Truth About Real Estate Investing. I am your host, Javier Hinojo. And today we got Nathan PG, because he's got a double last name. I'm going to let him introduce himself to you guys. And he's bought some unique properties in unique ways. He does luxury real estate in LA, but I don't want to steal your thunder, man. So go ahead, introduce yourself. How's it going? I am Nathaniel PG, Nathaniel Pitchon Getzels, or Nathaniel Getzels for short. I founded a group here at Compass called the Getzels Group, and I'm really happy to be on this awesome show today. Awesome. So you are in LA. I haven't been in LA. Let me tell you, the last time I was in LA, last time I was in LA was 2020, that weekend where uh, Kobe Bryant passed away, unfortunately. I was there. That was the last time I was uh, in LA, and I was at a conference, a real estate conference. I love going to LA, by the way. Yeah, I love going. I miss going. But um, we uh, we ran out of wine, right? So we didn't have enough wine. So I'm like, all right, great. I'll do the I'll do the run. I went down to the local pharmacy, whatever it was. I don't know, maybe CVS, Walgreens. I forget what's in, in LA. Uh, I think we might have Walgreens. And um, I walk in there, and I got like six bottles of wine, and I'm standing in the line. And all of a sudden, everybody else has like baby wipes, hand sanitizer, masks. What's going on? Like I I was just like I was totally. You know, I, I did not know what was happening, right? I guess it was the beginning of COVID, but I had my six bottles of wine. Anyways, that's my story. You were safe in your wine, so you're good. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. You know, so, actually, Kobe crashed just a couple blocks from where I am right now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That same weekend, like, you know, the very next day was when it was when it happened. So, oh, definitely the last time I was in LA. But definitely looking back, it's been a while. It's been about a, six, a year and a half since I've been there, and I definitely want to go back, check out some sightseeing, some food. And some real estate, which is what you do. So let's talk to talk to me about what you do, the group you have, and all. Just go ahead and let everybody know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the beauty thing about LA is you get people from all over the world who want to come here, right? And it's great weather, great businesses. The lifestyle is amazing. So LA is very unique because it, it pulls people. I mean, it's a very international city, so it allows for a lot of opportunities in real estate, from some of the most unique, expensive homes in the world to really cool. STRs, short-term rental opportunities, because you have so many people constantly wanting to come and visit. When I started my business, I was a teacher before, and I taught in every level of school from basically preschool to college. And so it was all about building relationships, right? And so a lot of people get into real estate from a much more financial background, but I had studied where people move, why they move, and how cities grow. So I know random facts about LA in cities where people have lived there their whole lives. I'm like, oh, well, you know, on that block, this happened. And on that block, you know, this, that building's there because this other thing happened. Or, you know, this whole city exists because it was just a stop for the stagecoaches. And that's the only reason that the city even is here, right? Because wow. of where it's located. So, you know, knowing all those little things helps me kind of guide people to the right thing, to the right place. And by building it from a relationship point, I think I was been able to create a pretty unique set of, clients from some of the biggest celebrities in the world to top CEOs, some really amazing, well-known companies. And it's because it's from the relationship point of view, but with the local knowledge of 
the market and how it grows and how they can make money and benefit from it by building the relationship first. It's kind of like my buddy was talking about the other day when he was a new agent, you know, got a call, got a referral. And the first thing he asked is, okay, okay. So you want to spend five million? Great. You have a proof of funds. Boom. Dial tone. Right. Yep. Chris Voss calls it one thing and, and Mark Golson calls it another thing, but it's really a tuning with your clients, right? That's the key thing in, especially in luxury, because the biggest difference in luxury is this is not their biggest purchase. It's not that money doesn't matter, but money is not the main driver in investments. And in, for most people, this is the largest investment of their life for the extreme luxury. So talking about 10 million plus homes, it's not even close to the biggest investment they have. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's not cutting their cable bill or maybe taking off one or two vacations a year to afford a $10 million house. Right. It's just, uh, it's, exactly. it's not your client, you know, it's not your client yeah. trying to push from a $400,000 house to $500,000. house. Okay, great. We're going to trade in our car, have $150 less on my payment. Now we can afford it. You know, it's not that kind of client. Exactly. It's okay. more about the lifestyle. It's about the bragging rights. It's about how it makes them feel. It's about one of my clients, he always calls it the vibe, right? Yeah. It's the vibe that the property gives me. It's the vibe. Well, you, know? you were just talking about how you know little things about part of the city. And, and as I was thinking to myself, before you continue, I'm like, you know, that's pretty cool because if I'm going to go out there and spend $10 million on the property, like, yeah, it's got to be a nice house, great location, but there has to be something more. Like, hey, you know what? Here in this corner, whatever. I don't know. Michael Jackson used to sit here and dance every Saturday night. People know. People come here. Just something that only somebody who's there locally or, or just knows the area would know about that. So that's kind of right. something when you're having people over, you're like, hey, by the way, my neighbor is this or my neighbor's house used to be this or, or whatever. Right? You, you have something, a story to tell and, and you just feel really good about that purchase. Exactly. Like, And you know, there's so much of that here in LA because there's been so many interesting people and interesting things through time. Like I remember when I was a kid, the Jackson estate, so not Michael Jackson's house, but the Jackson estate where he grew up is in Encino. And there used to be giraffes that would stick their head over the fence. So you're thinking in the middle of Encino, which is a very suburban area, suddenly you're walking down the street and there's a giraffe sticking out. And you're like, what? where did that come from? So that's a historical thing. And that's known as a very famous estate. And that's one of the reasons that street is now full of luxury estates, every single one on that street on that whole block for uh, you know, a good mile. Or like in Chatsworth, you have, they shot all the Westerns there. So Judy Garland, Lucille Ball, all these people had huge ranches there. And there's a 118 freeway that goes through the middle. And they all fought that because that cut their ranches in half. But if you look at the old Westerns, you can actually find the same rock formations in the Westerns as are there today. And people get a big kick out of that. So, you know, People are like, oh, I have the house that where they shot this movie or that movie. And they can, you can watch the movie and they play it for their friends. You know, I have one guy who has a big ranch there. He goes, oh yeah. So here today, we're going to do this movie and then we're going to go walk where they shot it. And he gets a big kick out of it. Oh, that's super cool, man. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely good. So you focus on a luxury real estate in LA. So just kind of tell me a little bit. I would assume that everybody doing real estate in LA is luxury because everything's so, so damn expensive over there. Well, nothing's ever, nothing's nothing's ever expensive. Just can't afford it. You know, like we do a lot of short-term rental stuff. Okay. And so I own properties all over in different States, but if you look at them here for what you get for a million dollars, you could get for a couple hundred thousand dollars in like Alaska or in North Carolina. That's right. Oh, is that where you are? Yes. Amazing. Yes. What part of North Carolina are you in? Uh, In Raleigh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh yeah. That's a great area. 
so they so you're saying that uh you know it's just you're in la and you're spending a million dollars you spend three hundred thousand somewhere else so what's the um i guess my question is at what price point does it go to luxury right in la that's what i was trying to get to like, at what price point yeah well if you look at even during the pandemic across the country the number of homes over a million dollars skyrocketed so in la still if you're over I mean, so I look at extreme luxury, right? So that's over 10 million. Okay. Most homes in LA, single family homes are going to be at least a million dollars. So once you get to that three to five, that's when it starts being more exclusive. But if you look at the majority of homes across the country are not over 2 million. So, but here, two, three, $4 million, like here I'm sitting in Calabasas and you can't touch a single family home for less than a couple million dollars today. I mean, I sold a house here that was, they had a floor that was tilted like six inches from the front to the back. And that still sold for more than a million dollars. Wow. Yeah. And well, it was a older house. Like, you, you know, know that, the market. I had some, I had some investor friends who you know, flip houses in California, San Francisco and LA. And they're like, man, you know, at the peak, when I was flipping houses, I was doing like 50, you know, 50 plus a year. Right. And I was buying some houses for 50K, you know, 120K. Like, man, how are you buying these so cheap? Like, everything's so expensive in, in uh, California. And I'm like, they're doing, you know, maybe four or five a year. But I'm like, guys, you guys doing four to five a year, you're making almost as much money as I'm making doing 50. So it's all relative. Like, it's all like you buy something for a million, you put half a million in it, it's worth 2.4, 2.2, 3 million. Like, you're making a, a whole bunch of money. Right? I'm making 20, 30, 40K a pop over here. You know, I got to do a whole bunch. Well, you guys can do one and you're done. Right. So it's different market, but um, I mean, there's still money to be made in LA and real estate. And a lot of people tell me, Hey, you know, don't invest in LA. It's still, you know, it's, it's overpriced. You can't make money. I'm like, people make money all the time in California. Yeah. I mean, when people say the streets are paved with gold, they are. But the key with LA and specifically with LA, but Southern California in general is it's like all these little mini cities in bigger cities. Right. So, you know, you have to really know what you're buying and know that you're not overbuying, overpaying for it. Because the key, as we all know, is as long as you buy at the right price, it doesn't matter where you buy because you're safe. As long as you buy at the right price anywhere and you know where the, the market's going, you're safe. You're going to make money. But what I see a lot of people do is like, for example, here, there's Hidden Hills, which is one of the most expensive cities in the entire country. And then that's where all the celebrities live, the Kardashians, the and Madonna's trying to flip a house she bought from the weekend there. It's a crazy gated city, the entire city. It's an incorporated city that's guard gated with armed guards 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Wow. It's a wild place. All the celebrities, mainly when they're talking about, oh, we live in Calabasas, they're usually actually in Hidden Hills. I mean, that's where the billionaires, that's where the CEOs, that's where the Disney families, like this, that's where those guys live. That's where the $30 million houses are trading in the Valley. Right. But now up the street from there, there's another gated community, which is beautiful. And it's called Bell Canyon. And it's gated. It's not an incorporated city. It's further off from Calabasas. And it has a completely different price point. But I watch investors come in. They don't know the area. Maybe they don't have an agent that knows the area that well either. And they go, oh, well, I'm looking on a map. It looks close. So I'll just go and invest there. And I expect to get the upside that I'd get down in Hidden Hills, but I'll get it up in this Bell Canyon or West Hills or Woodland Hills or Canoga Park or whatever, right? But it's because they don't know the little micro cities within the city. It's Even if it's not an incorporated city, you have to know the little neighborhoods to win, right? So knowing the little neighborhoods and then buying at the right price, 
there's lots of money to be made here in LA. I watch people do it all the time. I help them all the time do it. But the key to do it is you have to know that you're buying at the right price and you have to know what area you're in to know if it's really the right price. You can't just use general comps with this big wide range. Highly unique property. Like I sell a lot of very, very, very unique properties. And sometimes pricing those is highly complicated because like, for example, I'm getting ready to list a hundred acres in Malibu, right? There's nothing like it. I sold it years ago. So I know what it sold for before, but the market's completely different now. So I have all these unique properties and the only way you can accurately price that kind of stuff is by knowing the little mini market that you're in. Because yeah, it's in Malibu, but it's not on the coast. And the majority of people live on the coast of Malibu. So when you say Malibu, you're in the zip code, but you're actually in unincorporated Los Angeles. So it's a completely different market that you're actually buying in, even though the name is the same. But if you're not, if you don't have local knowledge of that, you're going to easily overpay for this, or you're going to lose an amazing opportunity for a great deal, but you're not going to know it, right? Yeah. So like, yeah, for sure. Just like in, in North Carolina, but over here, the price points are so small, right? So I'm very happy that, glad you're talking about this because the price range over there is just so wide. You can definitely lose your shirt or at the same time, you can miss an opportunity, right? That's what you were saying. Oh, absolutely. And especially if you're an investor or developer, developers often have construction loans, have all these loans that are of high interest rates. So if you're off by a couple hundred thousand dollars or a few months of sale time, that can be a catastrophe. Yeah. I have a lot of out of area developers who come in and they get themselves in a lot of trouble because they're getting bad advice. They come into an area, they overbuy, they expect to get a general price and then they don't get it because they didn't understand what they were buying. I mean, some, some of these neighborhoods block to block is a different world. They have not bought anything in LA, but that's in my bucket list. I need to buy something in LA. So let's talk a little bit about luxury real estate, right? So we know that, uh, the refinancings are slowing down. There's some big companies out there who uh, laid off, not really laid off, but they bought out some employees You know, on the mortgage lending side. We're heading into uh, two quarters of negative GDP. So you know, technically it's a recession. Stock market dropped 25%, even though it like doubled in the last two years, which is crazy, right? It doubled and then it dropped 25 Of course, it's got, it's got to do it at some point, right? But yeah. n- nobody talks about it doubling. Everybody talks about it going down 25%. But anyways... You got to look so, at the so, whole picture to understand. Exactly that. right. Yes, and, and technically, yeah, we are in a recession, right? We are. We did. We did have a lot of money. A lot of you know. A lot of there were some signs, right? But right. How does this affect real estate, right? As far, especially like on the luxury side. I have the. I don't know much about luxury real estate, but for me, it's like recession hits luxury real estate. Hits. You know, it gets hit hard. I, I don't know. I mean, how does that work in in, in LA? Well, you're going to see a few things. So first of all, what you have to understand about LA versus certain other markets is. A lot of the coastal cities in the U.S. are more about cash on cash versus cash flow, meaning your equity build is your bigger picture. I mean, I had a client who bought a place for $12.5 million, a commercial building, uh, apartment building, and they were cash flow negative every year for three years, three years, four years, it was a few years. They never made money. I said, you're crazy for buying this. I don't know what you're thinking, but they turned around and they sold it for $20 million just a couple of years later. So they knew what the cash on cash was going to be, what the equity build on that was going to be. So on the coast, and especially in luxury market, it's more based on what the equity build is going to be, not a quick flip or a cash flow of, of rentals. But you are seeing more of these luxury properties 
And by luxury, I mean, now I'm talking about 50 million plus, like ultra luxury, ultra, ultra luxury, start to go to auction. They're not moving as much, right? I think our saving grace right now is that inflation is 8.5 roughly. And so it's pretty far above the mortgage rates or what people can borrow money against, right? So it's still a great place to put your liquid money. So I still have a lot of investors who have, you know, let's say they have a couple million dollars just sitting in the bank. They're dropping it into real estate so that they can protect themselves from inflation. And obviously the best way to win in inflation is you leverage that money. So you put all your liquidity into an asset that hedges inflation like real estate, and then you take out a loan with a fixed interest rate. And over time, you're borrowing at today's expensive dollars and you're paying back at tomorrow's deflated dollars. So there are still a lot of people doing that. Yep. But you are starting to see the cracks in that 50 million plus market where those homes are sitting, uh, especially particularly the ones built on spec. I think you're going to see a lot of those start to tumble because there's not that many buyers in general for those homes. So you're going to see those start to go to auction more often because developers, they're paying a lot of money in their loans. So the new homes are going to be different. The resale homes that are already existing, they'll still be moving, I think, for another year or two, and then you'll see them slow way down. A few years ago, there was a glut of $100 million homes in LA, a few years before the pandemic. I think we'll probably see that in about a year and a half. That's when you'll see those homes start to sit because people will be trying to move them and the the interest rate will have gone up, the inflation will be higher, and that's when you're going to see a real problem with those homes start to collect on the market. The luxury side. Yeah, very. you're the first person I have on the show that does uh, luxury real estate. So very, very interesting. So let me ask you this. What has been, uh, you mentioned earlier that you, you've done some unique properties. So tell me the most unique property or one of the most ones that stands out. But tell me the story. Oh, well, I mean, there's a bunch. There's 100 acres in Malibu. There's one, there's one house that I had listed where it was in Sunset Plaza. So in Hollywood Hills and every room had its own design. So there was an Egyptian room. There was a white room. There was a room, there was a grotto. And in the grotto, there was bodies that were designed by, by an artist. So there were bodies coming out at you from the walls. And then that opened up onto the city, but you're like in this grotto with bodies coming at you. It's, it's, there, was a, there was a casino room. There was a two-story disco, discotheque that opened to the city. I mean, the house was absolutely wild. <laughs> All right. So let me see this. So do you, do you have a hard time selling it or you sold it pretty quick? No, actually, funny enough, I brought him a beautiful offer and he decided to keep it. Oh, nice. Yeah. After all the hard work? Oh, After all the hard work, funny enough, he decided. Uh, to keep it. However, he did later call me and tell me what a great agent I am. Okay. Well, you built that relationship, but you know, you still got to get paid, man. <laughs> uh, but oh, you built yeah. a relationship, eventually he's going to sell or he's got something else he wants to sell, right? You know, there was a house in Malibu that we sold that my buyers bought and it had a house from the 80s, a house from the 40s, and a house from the 20s on 40 acres in a very unique canyon where it's just two large properties. And it's on 40 acres. It was completely private valley. It had a persimmon orchard, persimmon orchard, which I'd never seen before. Very unique fruit there. And then interesting. it was very interesting because that client had bought that because there were houses on it. They bought another property nearby that was very large, but it was having a delays on building because one of the reasons that it's so expensive to own in Malibu and along the coast of California, most people don't know this, but 
is because it's, it's highly restrictive. So anywhere that's highly restrictive is going to be more valuable. The home values skyrocket anywhere that's restrictive to build. You know, everybody wants to be, you know, not in my backyard because they're in and they don't want anyone else to be able to get in because sure. the value. Yeah. Like years ago, they changed the rules there where you couldn't make new vineyards. So if you had everybody who had a vineyard didn't really fight it because their vineyards are now worth dramatically yeah. money. But so then a few, I think a month or two later, this huge fire came in and these houses that were in the 20s, 40s and 80s all burned down. Oh my goodness. It was absolutely insane. But the nice thing was they were going to tear down the houses and rebuild them anyway. So mm, maybe it's a gift in disguise. There you go. Yeah. Nathan, so how does uh, somebody wants to get a hold of you? They want to buy some luxury real estate in LA. How did they get a hold of you? Oh, well, the best way is to come to my Instagram. I post, I regularly post videos that have real estate information and you can DM me directly there. I'm or looking you at it right now. You're a new follower. I just follow you on your social media. It's uh, G-E-T-Z-E-L-S group. And that'll be in the show notes, everybody. So make sure you follow Nathan on social media. He's got some pretty cool stuff. Some uh, professionally made videos as well, which is nice. Yeah, I, everything nice. I post is pretty much professional. And then my stories are all my, what I'm doing on a daily basis and that kind of fun stuff. So, you know, it's been uh, very productive that way. You want your social to be useful, but also authentic. And some of those videos are pretty silly and fun. So for sure. So all the links to your contact information will be on the show notes. And Nathan, this brings me to the best part of the show, which is my favorite part. And I'm going to share my screen with you. So you let me know when you see my screen. I see it. All right. So I have this roulette. It's called the Naked Truth Roulette. I'm going to ask you three random questions. It's got nothing to do with real estate, nothing to do with business. We just want to know that Nathan's a real person, not a robot, out there selling these five, 10, $20 million houses. All right. So here we go. Three random questions. Let's ask. Here goes the first question. I'm ready. Ooh, this is exciting. All right. Let's see. First question for Nathan. Number one. If you could hang out with any cartoon character, who would it be? Bart Simpson. No doubt. Bart Simpson. Bart. Look at that. Bam. That was the, fa- that was the fastest answer ever. <laughs> fastest answer ever, man. Hey, you know, that was an easy one. I'm like, awesome. That's... All right. Second question. Second question. Everybody's like, sister and thinks about that one. But hey, that's oh. pretty good. Let's see. All right. Second question for Nathan on a naked truth roulette. If you could pick another time to live in, when would it be? Either the future or the past? It would be in 10 years from now. 10 years. Why 10 years? 10 years from now, because then I could see all the cool properties I've bought in the last 10 years. Oh, super cool. Hey, you know, that's not bad. I think I might do that. All right. Last question. Here we go. If you could take any, being in LA, you could take any celebrity on a date, who would it be? Any celebrity on a date. Wow. That's a wild question. I, that one I'm going to have to think about. I have no idea. Hey, how about dead or alive? You can dead or alive. How about dead that? or alive. Okay. Dead or alive. Uh, let's go with, I think I would take Samuel L. Jackson out, just not on like a romantic date, but just because I love his mindset. And I'd love to hear more about how that mindset was cultivated. I would have never guessed that, Nathan. Never guessed that in a million years. But yes, Samuel L. Jackson. He's one of the top paid actors as well, by the way. He is. He is. Yeah, yeah. he actually is. A resident here in LA too. Cool. Well, thank you for answering those questions and being a good sport and surviving the naked truth roulette. Absolutely. You know, the one about when you'd like to live, I think if you had asked me that a month ago, it would be different, but I had to do a project with my eight-year-old and she had to make a time machine and pick anywhere she'd want to go. And so 
she said, oh, well, I want to go six years in the future. I said, why six years? That's so arbitrary. She goes, it's not arbitrary at all. I'll be a teenager and I want to see our family in six years. I want to see all the cool things we've done together and all the great memories we've built. Oh, that's super cool. That's awesome. That is awesome. She, she's uh, eight? She's eight, yeah. Awesome. She's uh, just one, uh, she's one of the top rhythmic gymnasts in the, in the state, actually. Oh, wow. That is awesome. Congratulations. Nathan, anything else that you want to share with the audience before we let you go? You know, it's been so much fun. I hope you'll have me back sometime because uh, this show is really great. I appreciate it. Next time I have you on, I want to talk about the properties you bought, unique properties, your own properties in other countries. I didn't even get to that, but we'll definitely oh, yeah. have to have you on and, and that'll be pretty, pretty interesting. Some properties, countries you've never even been at. So definitely want to ask you those. So, but Nathan, appreciate you being on the show. I am Javier, your host. Don't lose your shirt. Just as promised, I like to give out free stuff, some tools and tips that's actually helped me in my business. There's nothing out there like getting some free stuff that people have spent a lot of time, energy in putting together. It's like a referral. Somebody asked me for an electrician. You don't know what kind of brain damage I had to go through to give you this good referral for an electrician. You got to appreciate referrals from people, okay? Because they went through a lot to find that one good person. So I'm going to give you my due diligence template for buying apartment buildings. It's attached to monday.com. It is an affiliate link, so they're going to send me a kickback. Not a lot, but a little bit. But you can either download it as an Excel or you can put it on monday.com. Monday.com is pretty cool because it's a project management platform software. It's super cool. I use it all the time for my social media, for my team, tracking deals, doing tasks for everybody. It's, uh, it's actually pretty good. You can track construction. It's a project management platform. It's a really cool Monday, like the day, monday.com. So my due diligence checklist is there for free for you. This has been The Naked Truth. Our mission is to give it to you raw. If you got value from this episode, you're invited to leave an honest written review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.